0: All right, Fernandes here with Lockwood, Mafazoli. This is the uh, Herald Tribune on the Grid podcast, uh, part seven, guys. What is this? Something around those lines. This season's going pretty quick, isn't it? Yeah, Dennis, what is this number seven for us? What, I know you haven't been on board for all of them. You're sort of a, a midseason pickup here. I'm a
1: midseason pickup. Yeah. I know we do have one fan, though. Uh,
0: Who is it? What, what,
1: defensive coordinator
2: Larry Shannon does listen
0: to it. Hey, Larry, this is Fernandes. Uh, shout out to you. And some shout-out
2: to St. Stephen's folks, too, that listen. They were telling me about that on the sidelines the other night. Yeah, so, Dave, yeah. Gla-
0: Dave Glazer, who used to work here, really looks out for St. Stephen's athletics, and we're happy to give them a shout-out when they need to. You know, I think the show before last, we had 40, 40 listeners. Last week, we increased it by 50% to 60 listeners. I mean, I don't want to beg, but uh, could we get up to 80 or even 100 today, guys? We'll, let's, we'll do what we can do. Uh,
2: <laughs> the only thing we can do is keep on going, and hopefully uh, they like what we bring to the table.
0: And promote it. And promote it. Well, let's get right to it, guys. Uh, Let's review last week. Really, was only uh, one game of truly consequential importance, not to belittle the other games, but obviously it was Braden River Venice. You were there, Dennis. 105-minute rain delay. We did not get in the paper. We got in the paper the next day. We got it online. But uh, just talk about that matchup. What did you learn after the game that maybe you, you didn't know going in?
1: That was an hour and 45-minute rain. <laughs> uh, weather delay, since not a drop of rain fell. right? <laughs> uh, there was some lightning in the distance, but nevertheless, um, <laughs> the delay clearly helped Venice. Um, uh, Coach Bradley probably of Braden River probably had the best line of, that I've heard in a long time. It was the longest a kicker's been iced in uh, I, in the history of football. I like that line. <laughs> I read that. I like yeah. that line. <laughs> um, but... Braden River had uh, two chances to uh, get the winning touchdown um, go ahead touchdown in the fourth quarter and uh, Venice's defense uh, came up a big place.
0: I mean we kind of thought that going I'm not going I'm not going to throw you under the bus here Lockwood, but in your pick of the week you had Brayden River winning that game. Uh you care to uh, explain, judge, explain, and, explain
2: yourself a week later? Judging by the sound of it and um, <laughs> take away the weather delay, I might be sitting here as the only one smiling about that pick. And it sounds like they had that game. Uh, and they were in control, it sounds, from a distance. I was watching on social media. I mean, that some friends of mine were there talking to me about what was going on. And, yeah, it sounded like they were kind of in control. And then what Dennis said with the rain delay, Venice came back out and did what they had to do to get the win. And, you know, props to them for getting it done in the uh, 7A Eleven battle of the year. It's probably going to, win, I would say, win in the district championship, a thing that can beat Palmetto in a couple of weeks. And, you know, Pal Powell Davis Stadium is, you play there in November and December, it's going to be tough for opponents.
1: You know, Venice has been through some weather delays, rain delays and whatnot. So um, they might be a little better used to it than other teams. You know, sitting in the air condition, um, not knowing what to do, um, you know, just confined to the uh, – the, the locker room, a visiting locker room mm-hmm. at that. So,
0: what was the crowd breakdown? I always on these big games, I always like to know the, the, I mean, were they ring deep around the the, the field with a, a lot of Braden River fans? What was it like there? There
1: were ring deep around mm-hmm. the field. Um, I was told there was more people there than uh, advertised. Um, Pete Dubrowski, the
0: AD. <laughs> hey, shout out to Pete yeah, Dubrowski down yeah, there. Pete, Pete yeah, he's, he's he's getting ready for his uh, for his dinner. Uh, reservations that he posts on Facebook all the time. Yeah. Yep. A little selfie of him down at the clock, even though the clock's not around anymore. 4,000, he said. <laughs> 4,000 people. A
1: lot less after the boys.
0: Well, Dennis, I mean, it's clear. I, I mean, maybe you can throw Palmetto into the discussion, maybe, but you've seen these two teams. You've seen other teams in the area. Are these two, two clearly the best teams uh, in the area?
1: I wouldn't sell Palmetto short. Yeah. I mean, on a good day with their offense, um, you know, they can go toe-to-toe with anybody. It's just a matter of their defense, you know, making a big stop at the big time.
0: You know, I was at another district game. Uh, obviously, maybe not as many eyes were on this one. I was at Riverview and Palm Harbor. You know, Rams may have had a little trouble early on. But when it comes to, uh, you know, competing in, in 8A6, they have very little problem. Uh, they beat Palm Harbor 52-14. to 14. You know, I've seen them enough times uh, – they are really a running quarterback. Brantley last year could throw a little bit, but this guy, Sean White, operates that, uh, that read pass option. Uh, he ran for a big touchdown. Uh, I know you haven't had a chance to see Riverview, but uh, it looks like they're doing what uh, they have to do in come-time district play, and the season moves on here.
1: I saw uh, Coach Josh Smithers mm-hmm. Saturday at the uh, cross-country meet at Benderson Park, and um, he said he wants to get the passing game going. He's mm-hmm. just had difficulty doing it. I know he has the receivers. So, what as long as you can run, um, you know, especially when it comes down to the fourth quarter, you're going to, you know, you're going to be in games.
0: You know, Allie boyce uh had had a banged up show, shoulder, uh sat out had some, sat out some time. They really need him to be healthy going forward because uh even though Sean does run run the ball quite well, Allie is the sort of workhorse that they're going to depend on going forward. You were at a blowout game, 31 to 3, just uh Talk about that. Yeah, I kind miss of cut. missed
2: on that pick too, and uh, <laughs> Jesus. One, 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 one of the, one of those you know ODA. I mean, we did the story on their defense. You know, couple in the last couple of weeks they've struggled a little bit. They gave up twenty four to Bradenton Christian, and now thirty one to Saint Stephen's, and DJ Clark two hundred forty eight yards, a pair of touchdowns, more than the MVP honors. He he looked unstoppable out there for most of the night, and. uh they just uh, it looks like they could be on their way to at least playing for a third state championship you know earlier in the year it looked like they might have been rebuilding a little bit but you know they've lost that one game to windermere prep and now they're back where they should be up at saint stevens and they're going to be tough to a tough out in that um, sunshine state athletic conference playoffs
0: you know i did a story and his name escapes me right now but he was a czech republic kicker for them uh did, did he boom any field goals or any did, did his kickoff stand out to you, the, the same, ODA kicker? Oh, yeah. He
2: uh, hit a 27-yarder. He was in the hospital for food poisoning all
0: day before the game. Oh, my God.
2: He got to the stadium half an hour before the game. He kicked a 27-yard field goal. Mm-hmm. He had a 27-yard – he caught a 27-yard little out route. Right, he's was, also
0: one of their best receivers. Yeah,
2: he caught the – He caught it was the first positive yardage play ODA had in the game is in the second quarter. And then he finished up, I think, with eight catches for 108 yards plus a 27-yard field goal and um, – he was able to keep everything down on the sidelines. Some other players weren't as lucky on the sidelines because it was so hot out there that night. But
0: you know, given what he had been through that day, I think he had a pretty impressive outing. That now, that's night. not bad considering it may maybe a little bit under the weather. Yeah. you know, it's amazing, guys. You know, we don't cover these teams every single day, so we don't know what's happening. But yeah. uh, Alan Dell, a correspondent, goes covers the Booker game against Bayshore. Little did we find out that uh, Dumica Atkins had kicked off all the seniors on his team. After that 49 to nothing trouncing, trouncing by Hardy, the seniors come back, they play well, uh, beat John Baizun and Bayshore. Uh, it goes back to the same thing with Booker. If they minimize mistakes and they're really, our heads are in the game, they, they could be in every one of their games, but that just doesn't always the case. I think that's, uh, that's that the, game
2: over there was kind of a story of two teams going in opposite directions. You know, Bayshore started <laughs> off great, now they're. It seems like they're coming apart and uh, they've had trouble <laughs> scoring, and as their defense is having some trouble too, and Booker's finding a little bit of things. And I mean, they might, They're still alive in the 5A playoff race. I mean, it's going to be kind of tough for it. sounds like the, when Dennis talks about these power rankings here later, but it might be a little tough for some of these 5A teams around here to get in the playoffs the way it's shaken out.
0: You know, you know how much t- things can change in a short period of time. I remember John after the first two wins, John Bizeuns was talking about a district title. You know, district title first time in many many years, and they're they're zero two in the district. So it looks like uh, the Bizeuns dream maybe uh, is not going to be happening this year. Uh, Manatee comes out silencing Alonzo. Is Manatee sort of getting their stuff together?
2: I think they they could I probably mean, you know they. Of all the, the the big teams we talk about, you know you got the big three: with, uh, Venice, Braden River, and Palmetto. I think they they're definitely next in line, along with Charlotte and those guys. But uh, yeah, it's, let's see how they, they got to get through this week first. But uh, the telltale sign is going to be next week against Riverview as the annual battle for the eight a six title, which should be a good game. At um, Dennis, what do you think? Yeah, it's mm.
1: um, the, a big um, off season for the uh, Hurricanes. Um, I know Yusuf Shakur, the coach there didn't have an offseason this first year uh, to work with these guys and when I talked to him he said that was uh that's big um, just getting to know them them getting to know the players getting to know him and um, you know just they uh, they're they're, uh, they're going on the right direction
0: you know a team that uh, talking about you know a new coach new players heading in a direction Sarasota Sailors once again had a little rough game uh, against uh Commodore Tigers, even though we had a little headline error. Uh, Anthony Marino, four touchdown passes to four different receivers. I mean, we, we, when we talk about guys who can chuck it around the area, you know, we talk about gag. Uh, I guess you could consider Marino in there. I mean, I have not seen this guy throw. Is he just your traditional uh, drop back, or does he roll out and throw on the run quite a bit?
1: He can roll out yeah. and throw on the run, but he's dropped back. He's slings it mm-hmm. around. He's got guys who can catch the
0: ball. I mean, he's uh... –
1: He's not bad,
0: you know. If you're Palmetto, I mean, Marino was talking about maybe getting his defense back together. Or the offense has been there. They don't allow any points to the sale. Is so he's going to be pretty happy where his team is at right now. Four and two, one and one in the district.
2: Now, when I saw them in the preseason, we were to to what Dennis was saying. I, was, I walk out there, and see these these footballs flying around. Who was throwing these? And mm-hmm. of all the arms I saw in the preseason tour, that he his was the best. So that was over Hayden Wolf and Venice. I saw Gag throw the ball this year. Clearly, your top three in that in that aspect of throwing the ball, and you know, they were always worried about their defense. We I mean, you know Sarasota is not the strongest team in the area, so when they play Venice here in a couple of weeks, we'll see how they really stack up.
0: You know, and why give a shout out to Northport? You know they proved the two and three and one and one. A guy I saw a couple of weeks ago, Jalen Whye, looked pretty good. He ran for two hundred and twelve yards in their thirty-four to six victory. Uh, Lakewood Ranch zero 6 six zero and two. Is there any light? At the end of the tunnel of their Mustang Lang. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, it's, I mean, you know, you want to look, you know, psychologically about a football team. You know, when you lose that many in a row and it's a high school and Mm -hmm. you're dealing with young emotions. I mean, you come out to practice the next day. I mean, after you played football, but you played on a winning program. Oh yeah, can you speak to losing and having to come back loss after loss?
2: I it's be tough to tell. I mean, huh. every year I played at Riverview, we were in contention for state championships every year, so it was a little tough to say. But I mean, with Lakewood Ranch, I mean, they hopefully they got to find sunlight at the end of the tunnel because if I remember right, they've only scored in the double digits once this year in games, and uh, I think they went two games without a touchdown. It's it's been tough road to hoe for them up there, and they had some high hopes to some new leadership up there, and it just hasn't um, blossomed into what they'd hoped just yet.
0: Well, I guess, I guess it shows at Sarasota, too. You can't expect a, a coach to come in there to a program that maybe was struggling to maybe even a little bit less than that and expect them to turn it around in one year. I mean, did you expect anything more out of Sarasota yeah, than what coaches, you've seen? New
1: systems. I mean, the kids are getting used to it. The, the coaches are getting used to it.
2: It's and, and i just, was and i was up at sarasota this week too and a couple of the administrators there were telling me it's like you know we just want kids to stay right you know, if we can get kids to stay we can start building something here so we know we have the right guy for the job and we also know it's going to take time so you know he's got the administration on his side up there it's um maybe if we if the district realignment comes up i think it's up here soon maybe they'll get in a district that they can match up a little bit better but who knows i mean that's all going
0: to take time that's a nice segue to this week's Rankings. Wait a minute. Before we go on that, let's let's talk about our picks last week. I mean, you already admitted that you were off on a couple of them. You were wrong on the Braden River game. How'd you guys do against each other? I know you're not competing, but what, what uh, yeah, was yeah, I think that uh, Dennis
2: cut my lead in half last week. Yeah, I had two
0: losses. Yeah. Well, I, I know our listeners want to know the seasonal tally. Who who leads whom? I think I've got I'm up by four or something. Yeah. Yeah. in this battle of the pickers. Yeah, not bad for a rookie. I've had two perfect weeks and
2: then two bad weeks. So it. Um, it kind of shakes out, but I've still got the lead on you, Dennis. Come Something on. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's always a ready made note for Dennis's column, at least right. when he has a good week and you don't. Yeah. You
2: know? <laughs> well, especially when I have to. He'll, he'll give me a shout out. He, he gives credit. Yep.
0: Yeah. No, De- Dennis gives credit where credit is due. When he feels like it. When he feels like it. Speaking yeah. of which, let's get back to the uh, what you have here, Dennis. What you well, got? The uh, power
1: rankings. <laughs> yes. Uh, the second power rankings. You talked about Riverview's wind while well, it vaulted them from 13th mm-hmm. to 7th. Um, right behind Manatee, who remained at sixth. So both of those teams are in the playoffs if the season ended today. And uh, we're kind of glad it doesn't. Um, Venice <laughs> jumped Braden River. Um, Venice was third last week. They're now first in 7A3. Braden River only dropped one to second. And um, Palmetto dropped one um, from uh, fifth to sixth um, in 7A3. Six um, A Charlotte uh, moved up to fourth. Um, that gives them a home playoff game if it ended today. Up from sixth, uh, Port Charlotte dropped two to thirteenth uh, from eleventh after getting crushed by North
0: 4 Myers. You you you, you were on the opposite end uh, of that game, right? Yeah, Lockwood? that
2: was the uh, quote unquote lock of the week for me yes. last week. And yeah, we missed just a just a bit outside on that one. <laughs>
1: No, the, the, the seniors brought Booker back into the, uh, the the playoff picture. They went from ninth to fifth uh, yeah. with that win last week. Southeast stayed at eighth, right on the edge. Um, Lemon Bay moved up to ninth uh, from eleventh, and they're winless. And they're winless. Yeah. Says, and, uh, what does that say about the state of football in this area? Well, uh, strength of schedule, I guess. Strength of the, yeah. yeah. And Bayshore dropped three spots to seventeenth oh. from fourteenth. Yeah. Cardinal Mooney remains number one. In three a three, Paul Meckley's got him rolling there.
0: You know, I'd a hate to—I'd th- 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 hate to think it in John Baizun's case that somehow that early coverage that we gave them was the kiss of death. I mean, it could be because you know you publicize a team, suddenly their opponents are like, "What? What? Bayshore? Who's these guys?" And then before you know it, you got two losses in the district. Yeah, they were the darlings early on,
2: but the telltale sign should have been when they—I think it was Ida Baker—they beat them eight nothing in the third game of the season. And the only score in that game was a defensive touchdown, and that's kind of been kind of the way Bayshore's been they struggled on offense in Southeast. They didn't do anything against them until garbage time at the end, and you know, they had a touchdown against Booker. They've uh, got some work to do there. They had some those two running backs that you co- you've covered them in the preseason, mm. and they were one of them is the the coaches told me is a Division one talent, but I guess uh, they have still got some growing a lot of growing pains to do up there in
0: Bradenton. When you look at the Week Seven schedule. Uh, I guess the game that really jumps out is the Paul Meckley Bowl, right? When Southeast, his uh, ex-school, goes on to face Mooney. Uh, 7.30, huh? It's a 7.30 game? Don't they usually start at 7? I think it's 7. I think it's 7. What other games? I mean, are you going to be at the— I'm going to see the Bayshore, the the Bruins against Northport. Oh, Okay. You know. any particular reason you uh, you chose that because you have your choice of games
1: I have not seen those two teams and uh, right like an intriguing matchup.
0: Uh, but can you break down the uh, the shamanad Madonna at Venice game that should not be too much it's it's a, right? yeah,
2: it's a Catholic. It's Catholic. Catholics uh, oh, yeah, so. uh, there was a mix up in the schedules and okay. it's, gonna, it's that is the defending 2a uh, state right. champion that's coming to Venice for homecoming and as you know Venice usually schedules all these tough teams and it's always been a for their homecoming game, it's always been over the years a kind of higher or tougher ranked team from a lower class. I mean, you had Moderate Academy come in one year, and you know, it was another school from down there. And now you, these guys are coming up, and it should be interesting. I mean, there we were talking about this the other day. There, I think Chaminade Catholics three and two, but both of their losses are by six points, and it's not like they're getting blown out. They got a lot of decent players on that team, and you know Venice has a tendency to kind of win big on homecoming. And I think we can see that again. I mean, they've, they're have coming off that win against Braden River, and if they don't have an emotional kind of a letdown coming off that thing, I think they're going to roll pretty easily on Friday night.
0: I mean, Braden River, I'm just looking at Booker. Is at Braden River? Booker coming off a, a big win. Braden River coming off a tough loss. But that's a veteran team. I mean, mm-hmm. do you expect uh, the Pirates to be have, having a, a letdown of any kind, or do you think Bradley will have that team ready to go after that tough loss? I think so. Bradley
1: will have the team ready huh. to go. I, I think that uh, – I mean, they were never out of the game oh. against Venice, so um, they, they need they need all the quality wins and points they can get um, to keep pace. So I think they'll will uh, come out just fine.
0: Saint Stevens, we always like to give a shout out to Saint Stevens because they they listen, they they say they listen, and that's where probably thirty eight of our forty listeners come from is Saint Stevens. So. Yeah.
2: Yeah, they're they're in one of the uh, biggest mismatches of the oh, yeah. week with uh, Tampa Bay Shore Christian. That that's a team that's struggled mightily this year. They've been shut out twice. They think they've sl- they've sc- the other two games they've scored eight points in. And yeah, this one uh, it's going to be. It sounds like it'll be a quick night up there for those guys up at Turner Field.
0: What else is going on, guys? We always uh, you know we always go to throw in some volleyball uh, news or, or notes. Uh, What else we got going on that we can throw out there for consumption this week?
1: Respectable when they went to Chicago last weekend. Um, And they have uh, Riverview uh, coming to the TP tonight. And the other thing, uh, Monday, the Don Ross uh, golf tournament, usually a big one uh, for all the area teams, uh, at the renovated Sarah Bay.
0: You know, now that we're mentioning local, I just thought of the uh, the na uh, the uh, Major League Baseball playoffs going forward. Here, uh, we have a couple of people: Ian Desmond, right, going forward with the Rockies, and uh, the Riverview guy, six foot seven, was added. What a great story! I tried to get his number to do a story on Mister um, Zabatka. Zabatka. Zabotka. Uh, That's my Bostonian accent. You know, this was a guy who had a 5.50 ERA in the Florida State League last year. This guy started off on single-A, double-A, triple-A, moved up, and now is on the playoff roster of the Braves. It's a pretty good story, isn't it? There's a
1: chance that um, former Braden River center fielder Miles Straw, a speedster who led the minor leagues in stolen bases, could be on the Houston Astros postseason roster. He came up at the end of the Mm -hmm. season.
0: When do the rosters have to be? Uh, uh, right before the first right, game. right before the first game. You know, I, I've said it before. I'll say it again. The talent that comes out of this area sometimes we take it for granted, but other cities would be like, "Huh? Yeah. You guys have how many guys in the major leagues? That's amazing." It's a little bit like a baseball factory here, starting in Venice, and
2: it's spread everywhere else
0: now, too, and,
2: uh, hey, Sar- but- and Sarasota too. I mean, look at all the history they've
0: got. It just just keeps on growing. And Venice too. Venice yeah. is good. And speaking about Venice, a little segue to the Venice. Uh, we might as well throw out a shout-out, even though he didn't win. Bryce Carpenter got the start last week for Coastal Carolina. Uh, regular quarterback Kilton Anderson had an injury, so he stepped in. Even though they lost 45-21 to to Troy, he was 18 of 22 for 172 yards, a touchdown and an interception. A little tough time running for Bryce. 18 carries for 24 yards, yeah. and he was sacked. Nine times yep. for sixty-three yards and losses, but I read some of the coach's comments and they generally liked uh, what he did up there. When I was talking to him for that
2: story, he was—I mean, I spent years in Venice talking to him. He sounded the same, just kind of even keel, just ready for it. And he had a good day throwing the ball, and and you know, they just kind of got outmatched against a better Troy team. You know that happens at that level, but overall, good day for him.
0: Pretty something, though, isn't it? Pretty Guy something. steps in. I mean, that didn't make any sense what I just said. You don't put those two words together usually, but. Well, anytime a guy goes up there, freshman, true freshman, gets on there, plays. I don't care what the level of collegiate football is. That's uh...
1: tough to make your first out on the road too, especially Detroit.
0: Yeah. Right, exactly. Uh, and I don't know the Coastal Carolina. Did they, did they not uh, have deep in talent up there? I don't know the roster, obviously, it's, but uh, it's uh, tough I don't know. He's got the I mean, you
2: know, Jay, I'm not sure if Jamon highly played much. I know he's got two touchdown catches, mm-hmm. both of them from Bryce this year. So the Venice connection's going strong up there at uh, coastal Carolina
0: hey we can't okay I'm not not to before we, we shut off we got to have our locks of the week. I know you're already uh one down you know so you, you may stay in that position the rest of the year uh let's go around the table. I know that we're sort of throwing it at a Dennis here without much research, but Dennis, who's your lock of the week here
1: Let's go with uh Cardinal Mooney over southeast
0: and why do you think that why are you picking that as your lock of the week
1: I think the Mooney is rolling right now. I, I think they're playing well on um, defense, and they're getting the running game going uh, for the first time last week, and I think that will continue.
2: How about you? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to take Northport over Bayshore. I mean, this is kind of a, this one's a, it's not a tough pick, but there's a lot of picks on here that can be almost too easy to pick, so we're going to go with that one this week. Uh,
0: I know I think you're a little rattled. I think that one loss, you know, you, you, you took a couple of cuffings around the head, and I think you're woozy.
2: Yeah, so I, I, I think, got him
0: in the concussion protocol now. You are in concussion pro. Well, I'm not, and yeah. I'm I'm going to take one of the safe bets. I'm going to take Braden River over Booker. I haven't taken Braden River yet. I'm going to use my Braden River card this week. I think they bounce back, as Dennis said, and I, I think Booker, you know, the, the, biting off a little more, they can they can chew. Yeah. uh Dumirak and Scott. are taking You're almost playing it too safe, there, Doug. But the problem is, you know, we can't repeat our pick, yeah. so I can't go to Braden River anymore. Did we all win last week? No, no. he he no. I I, I won Lockwood uh, in the hole. And did you make a pick last week? I
1: did.
0: I picked IMG Academy blue. You yeah. picked blue. blue. <laughs> Are you eventually going to take the White Academy team on anything, or do you know anything about the White?
1: I don't know too much about the White, but I know they don't win.
0: They also have some
2: trouble scoring, and they also give up an average of thirty-six points a game. So that, um, that's a
0: reason not to take.
2: I think they're not going to be. That's the a reason to pick. take
0: anybody who plays white. Yeah. Right. Yep. Anything else, guys? Before we sign off, anything you want to throw out there?
2: Now we did a, a nice feature on the Cardinal Mooney's boys golf team. They are forty. I think they're forty-two and two now on the season. They won by seventy strokes the other day. So Jeez, seventy a, strokes. They lost two matches. I mean, they the two losses have come against the defending three A state champion. And then they, the first loss of the season, they shot 600 as a team and still lost by one shot down in Naples. I mean, that, it's not something you hear about. So we did a story on them and check it out on htpreps.com or if you get a copy of our Tuesday issue, it'd be in there. But that was a good fun story to do on those guys.
1: i love a story on the Lenares brothers at the Cardinal Mooney, uh, Sam and Andy. Um, one lineman, one linebacker, big in the weight room, pretty good kids, very nice kids.
0: Anytime we can, anytime we can publicize the local kids. That's why we're here. Yep, and that's why we're here on the podcast. And another shout out to uh,
2: Trey Burton for his continuing efforts with the human trafficking. That 39-yard touchdown catch to open the game against the Bucks last week. You know, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know
0: if you guys, you know, we were having this uh, semi-regular series with, with Trey Burton. We're going to sort of chronicle his first year with the Bears, and it's like my boss was saying, this could turn out to be a really good year because these Bears look like. They're on the right track. Burton is being involved in the offense. So this could be a really nice uh, package going forward if the team has success.
2: Especially when they brought in Khalil Mack. Look out. That's why no, I, mean, I, yeah.
0: I know we're rambling on here, but a guy like that really has affected the entire defense. They yep. get that mindset of always attacking. Yep. And uh, so they'll be an interesting team going forward. So on that note, I think we're all out of breath. So for Scott Lockwood, for Dennis Mafazoli, I'm Doug Fernandes. We'll see you next week on the Herald Tribune podcast.